Welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Rita Suzanne, and you're listening to Mom Owned and Operated. Today, I have my friend Emily with me. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell everyone all about you, your family, your business, all the things. Oh, goodness. Thank you for having me. It's it's exciting for me. Um, So I... um, Professionally, I'm a nurse practitioner. I specialize in endocrinology, diabetes, metabolism, um, and I worked for uh, a large healthcare organization for the last 15 years. Um, and I just recently, a um, couple months ago, left my post there to um, pursue my my business full time. Now, um, so yeah, it's. How exciting! Yeah, lots going on, and and all of that, and we can definitely get into some of that. Um, uh, personally, I'm a wife, a mom of two girls, six and two, and um, they keep me quite busy. And so the the balance of now, you know, working from home and being with babies is is definitely been a big transition from you know leaving and going to the clinic every day. <laughs> so, so are they are they home with you every day too while you're trying to work? They are. My my older one is in kindergarten, so she's you know she leaves during that period of time. But I've got the two year old with me. Yeah. So trying to figure that part of it out. Uh, while I was working, we had a nanny, um, you know, that was with us. And um, now, now it's me most of the time, other than um, the, the times that I, you know, obviously have to um, procure, you know, help <laughs> so that I can get something done. <laughs> and, and what exactly do you do for your business? So I have a, um, essentially a lifestyle medicine business. I work with people, um, on uh, their nutrition, fitness, things like that. Um, but with more of that, um, I guess I would say higher level because I'm uh, board certified uh, in family practice as well as uh, diabetes. I really work with people who have um, insulin resistance. You know, we're talking full on diabetes, pre-diabetes, fatty liver disease, obesity, things like that, that other conditions of, uh, that are all related to insulin resistance to correct that through, um, nutrition and, and, um, movement exercise, things like that, all the other lifestyle things, stress, sleep, all the stuff that plays into it, um, that unfortunately in the, you know, kind of the mill that medicine has become, we don't have time to, to do, even though these are very powerful measures, you know, that, that we can work with. So, um, it's been, it's awesome because before, you know, 15 minutes, you know, you're scheduled every 15 minutes with somebody. And, you know, by the time you adjust insulin or their medications, it's like, there's, you know, oh, and, you know, try to, you know, work on your nutrition and just sort of your, your one hand on the door because you're so busy. And, and now having that, that ability to truly tap into these very powerful, um, lifestyle measures, you know, I've always believed that the lifestyle side of it should be the cornerstone, right. And medicine is, is, necessary in a lot of cases, but, um, so I'm not anti-medicine in any way, but it's, I don't think that that should be the, the first line, you know, action or anything like that. I think we should do what we can before that should be the icing on the cake, not the cake. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I do work with people doing that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been very rewarding to have more time to do that side of it that I feel more inspired with. Um, so that's the good part of it. The, hard part is, yeah, yeah. I'd say the hard part is, is, you know, before 
working with such a, a large organization, my, I had a three month wait to see me and, you know, I didn't have to go out and find people <laughs> to work for, you know, it's a whole nother world now. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, it is true. Like, I think that a lot of people think that when they start a business, it's just about the actual service or whatever they're providing, yeah. but little do they realize how much, you know, backend stuff that you have to do in yeah. addition. And I mean, I think that you were, you did it right. You started off um, still having your job and then transitioning into it full time. So what, okay. So we didn't mention the name of your business, which is forever fit life. And so what made you decide on that name? So, yeah, I, I named it that, um, because it was so funny, right. When I was starting the business, we were having some, um, construction done in our house and the house we live in is kind of our, what we would not consider our forever home. You know, it was sort of, we knew we didn't want to be here very long, but whatever. So the improvements we were doing, it was kind of like, you'd go pick the flooring and be like, uh, I like those enough. They're not my favorite. And I didn't want to spend all the money to get like my very favorite, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so these are the conversations we kept having with like almost every decision, like it's good enough for this house, right. For this house, like it's, it's fine. And then, um, I just was noticing when I was at work talking to my patients, it was always like, um, this sort of thing of, you know, once I, you know, once this finishes in my life, then I'm going to focus on, you know, these measures that you're asking me to focus on with it, you know, especially on the lifestyle side of things. It was was always just like putting it off to this other part. And it just really hit me all of a sudden. I'm like, that it's not like a house where we can just, you know, move and move into this new house. Like this is our forever home, right? This is the only body yet. And, um, and so we need to be making decisions like you would for that place you're going to be in and, and live it and thrive in for the rest of your life because it is. And so that, that's where that name came from. Um, cause I want people to, to view their bodies and take their well-being, you know, very seriously and, and, you know, hold that sacred. Yeah. I think that that's really hard because, um, like for instance, I, you know, and we talked about this before, my youngest son has epilepsy and all that stuff. And, um, as hard as it is to try to get a little kid to not eat sugar and all of these (laughs) things, you know, and, and not that he's not on a keto diet, but I still try to educate and, and, keep all of my kids from consuming like too much processed foods. And, but once they, and that seems fine when they're at home with me, but once they get around other people, that's when it becomes more challenging. Do you find that that's true? Like even with your clients, like, do they have the same problem? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, some of them, the biggest challenges at home, some of the biggest challenges out, you know, in, in the world. And, um, and, and that's, yeah, I'm actually board certified in ketogenic nutrition as well. And I work, I work with a lot of people who, who do take that Avenue for things like epilepsy and stuff like that. But, um, it's, yeah, it, it, it I think the bottom line is, is to realize we don't live in a bubble, you know, and, you know, we live in, in communities and families and, and there's just so much more there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of goes back to my big theory, both in what, I try to teach my clients as well as even in business, it's kind of the same thing that I always go back to is this sort of like the basics or what really matter, because I want somebody to master. If they understand why, if you understand mechanism, then you can make choices when life is throwing all of these things at you versus, you know, if I just hand somebody a meal plan and say, follow this, you know, do this. 
they don't, they're not understanding why, you know, why I put this and this and this together, you know, why is this the case? They just know how to follow it. And so then, you know, when life, which it inevitably will throws that wrench in there and you can't be at home, you know, cooking these perfect meals and you have to be out, you know, we recently had a water leak and we were out of the house for four months. It was ridiculous, but you know, you have to eat out, right. You have to do these types of things. But if you really understand the basics of nutrition and really understand those things of the goals that you have in your nutrition, then it's, it's actually not very hard to kind of, um, still stay on track, even in those non, those not ideal areas. And I, and I find that to be the case in business as well, because for me, I'm not trained in business, you know, I'm a clinician. And so that whole part of it is, is been a big challenge for me. Um, and so I kind of took that same theory and I was like, I just really need to understand the basics of what I'm doing here and try to stick to that. And, and then it will eventually grow the way I want it to. And it's, it's kind of fresh. It's not sexy, right? It's like, it's, it's not that, you know, you want, we all want that immediate gratification in, in everything, all parts of our life, you know, whether that be our health goals, our fitness goals, or, or our business goals, you know, we want that. And, and I think our culture sort of maybe, I don't know, indoctrinates us to that. Yeah. yeah. We just want that. Um, but, um, I think just taking a step back and realizing that it's that, you know, it's those small consistent things that you do that add up to the, to the big changes and, you know, get you there. I think that's the hardest thing for everyone is the, um, inability to be consistent in things. And for me personally, what I have found in all these years and what I've came to the realization to that even just this past week is that I keep piling so much on my plate. And then I wonder why is, why are things falling off my plate? You know, like (laughs) my plate is over full and and, and, and yet things just keep falling to the wayside. So I have been focusing on simplicity and really just taking away anything that's not, um, working for me or that I don't love, or, you know, it's like, obviously I don't love everything that I have to do in my business, but I mean, really focusing in on only doing the things that bring me, you know, the joy and, you know, and not just trying to, Oh, I'm going to add this because I think that people want it and, and all of these other things, or maybe I should try this because I had a client ask for that. And, and I'm like, Nope, Nope. I'm just going to do it this way. And I'm just going to focus in. And these are going to be the only clients that I work with these type of, you know, wellness clients are only clients that I work with and I'm only going to offer this one thing and, and just really focus in and hone in on providing the best service that I can versus trying to give like an a la carte meal plate of here, here's thousands of things that you can pick from. Um, you know, I was, so, guilty <laughs> I was guilty of that in the beginning, you know? Right. So my question was going to be like, so since you're, you're speaking of like that secret sauce, like what is it business related? Like, what are the things that you find to be the most important things that you've been trying to focus on, especially since, you know, this is a new venture for you full time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's once I did start to pursue it full time, because when I was doing it sort of side hustle, um, it, I would sort of just take, Oh yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah, I could do that. You know, these little, you know, take these little clients here and kind of work with them on this or work with this person on that. And, and I was a little bit spread thin, but I didn't have that many clients, right. It was just this, you know, small little thing. So it was almost like a hobby that allowed me to maybe not be as focused as I should be. And then when I started to dive in more, you know, all of my attention to it, 
I realized, yeah, I'm just in all different directions. I'm sort of jack of all trade, master of none right now. And this is not helping anything. I'm, I'm feeling like just frazzled all the time. I feel like I'm all over the place. So I think honing in, you know, as everybody always says, you know, honing into that niche that, you know, you feel maybe the most passionate about, you know, and sometimes that's hard, you know, it could be multi-passionate, right. And, and things like that. And I definitely am, but I think when it comes down to it, and I really think about who I truly believe I can help the most, um, it does kind of bring it down, you know, um, and realizing that, um, you know, kind of stopping the shiny object syndrome situation, you know, a lot of stuff comes out, but what I do is I keep a list of other ideas I have as things come up. And, um, I have that in my, my planner. It's just like this page where I just jot all this stuff down and it's there. Um, I'm trying to be digital with this, but it's really hard for me. I like paper. I like, you know, to see it. Um, so I, I have that list. And when I do do, I do set, um, about once a month, um, these sort of, you know, plan out my calendar, at least roughly of, of the things. And, and there's definitely like those days that are going to be my, um, my planning days and things like that. And sometimes if it, if a project kind of moved on or a particular client moved on and I have a little bit of room and in, in a particular area, I go to that list and I can kind of look at it and be like, Hey, like, this is something I, I want to start focusing on now instead of doing it. But in the meantime, I literally keep it shut. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do that. I'm doing this, you know, and it's just that discipline of doing that, but it has given me so much more peace of mind. Oh, so much more peace of mind focusing on that one thing. And I also, I think probably another thing that I, I did in the beginning was I evolved um, with my patients or I'm sorry, I keep calling the patients because I'm used to being a clinician <clears throat> with my clients um, where if their needs, you know, maybe they started in this place of that sort of ideal client that I would start with, but then they, you know, started kind of, you know, gaining skills and things. And then now they're needing something over here and I could help them with that. That's something that I have a skill set for, but it's such a far distance from this core kind of curriculum that I really like working with people on. And I realized that that's not good because every one of my clients was branching out in a different way. And then I started again, going back to this kind of craziness of different things. Yeah. Um, and so I think bottom line is I had to come to the conclusion that I actually want my clients to outgrow me mm -hmm. and I'm going to work on this. I'm going to help people who need this. And there are so many people who need this, right. This to those foundational basics, right. I, this is what I'm going to focus on. This is what I feel passionate about. And, you know, all of those other things, they're all great, but there's going to come that point where I'm going to be like, you've mastered this. Right. And it's not that our work is ever over in any aspect of our life, right. We can always keep going. Um, and maybe that's starting to um, collaborate with other people that I can either pass them off to, or, um, you know, kind of set them and say, you know, I think that you're good on this, you know, maybe we could, if they wanted to do, you know, maybe follow up things every once in a while, have like a little touch base of like, Hey, you know, let's check in or something like that, but they're not going to be my, you know, my, my, my weekly coaching clients that I would work with or something like that. So, um, letting go. And, and that's really hard. It's really hard because <laughs> you want to keep all the business. <laughs> and no, I get that. I, so I, and I, and I was going to say, then you should find somebody to collaborate with who will be good resources yeah. for them because you want to make sure that you're on the same page too, with the people who they're going to be working with, um, next. But I, so for the longest time, I've always worked with what I would consider like female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. even though a majority of my clients have been coaches and just this 
a couple of months ago, I want to say I listened to this book, um, this audio book, and it's called the hundred million dollar offer or something like that. And even though I'm always trying to help people like with their branding and niching down and finding this one target audience, and it's, it's really important, right? It's super important. And I, and it, and it helps you with your copy and how you're going to market yourself and your colors and all this other stuff. Right. But it was so hard for me to finally come to the conclusion. And by listening to that book, there was something in it that just clicked for me with, as far as like the offers. And so what he was saying was the analogy was something like this, like, let's say that you, um, as the nurse practitioner, you can offer a, you could create a course and it could be a generalized course and it could, you could sell it for a hundred dollars. But what if you created that same course and it was specific to a certain group of people and you could charge a thousand dollars for it? Wouldn't it be better to charge the thousand dollars and work with, you know, less people and less, you know, struggles and all of these other things. And the content is exactly the same, but who you're selling it to is different. And it just, I was like, why in the heck did this take me so long Mm -hmm. to get through to my head? And then on (laughs) top of that, You know, it's like always like what you're saying is like, oh, if somebody comes to me like, yeah, I can do the thing, I'll just charge you X amount of dollars, but what, or like, instead of helping a wellness client, then um, let's say that a creative person, you know, service provider comes to me and wants to work with me. His thing was like, well, um, you don't work with them you send them on their way to work with somebody who is best suited for them because your clients are these particular people over here. And I was like, and the reason why is because once you start working with these other people, then it dilutes your message and it also dilutes your process. And I thought, well, what have I been doing all these Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I know that's gold right there because I think I, yeah, it took me so long to, to realize that. And the other side of it too, is as a mom, right? Like as a mom, we're trying to do so many things. And the reason I'm stepping away from, you know, a clinic practice where every 15 minutes of my life is scheduled. And then there's so much work afterwards, you know, it's reviewing lab tests and, you know, calling all the, you know, prescription refills and like all of these types of things. Right. And then all the patient calls that came in during that day, like that's all on my own time after I already spent eight hours seeing people. Right. So you're like, Whoa, it's so much time. And I want to be with my babies more, right? There's a part of, you know, not just for my own fulfillment of enjoying my work more, which I I like that side of it, but also I want more free time and to be with my family. And if we're so all over the place that way, we're doing, we're being everything for everyone. um, That's just going to pull all your time that way. Whereas, like you said, if you can fine tune that message and that all of that, the curriculum, your, you know, your course, like every, whatever it is that you're doing, it's like, it becomes so much easier because you're not recreating the wheel all the time. And therefore, you know, it frees up your time. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, that's been the biggest revelation for me as well. (laughs) Right. Plus then you become the person known for the thing and then people will come to you um, for the actual thing, which 
um, you know, I think that these are just uh, lessons that sometimes you just have to work through. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, sometimes there's, well, almost always, there's a lot of self-discovery that comes along with that. And if you have a lot of stuff going on in your personal life, I think that that can just really create so many more speed bumps for you to, um, to overcome as you work through the process. For sure. For sure. I agree. Yeah. And, and I think keeping a list of what I, what I had done, which was really, really helpful is, um, I was, um, counseled, um, to make kind of a list of, of your, I don't want to say like your deal breakers or, or whatever that would be, you know, like your the thing that to keep you on target. Right. So then when other opportunities come to me, I sort of run it by that list. And like, does it really make sense with this, your mission, like your focus, you know, if it's a mission statement or an elevator pitch or whatever it is, or, and then also those kinds of things of like, for me, it was something that doesn't take me away from, you know, the kids since they're so young at this time, you know, when they're older, I I would want to expand that. But at this time, you know, something's going to take me away from them for more than, two days or something like that, you know, like you just make a literally specific list of that. So when things come at you, you can do that. Like I was recently approached to become a speaker, um, you know, sort of a national speaker for a particular um, um, specialty um, to go educate other, you know, nurse practitioners and doctors and things like that on, on metabolic health and everything like that. And I was like, salivating, like the old me, like the before me, the before kids me would have been like, heck yeah, you know, like, let's do this. And I wanted to, but then I looked at it and I looked at it against my list and I'm like, I would be traveling all the time, you know, all over the country. I would be gone for, you know, sometimes a week or so, or that, that type of thing. Um, and it's also not that honed in thing that I'm working on with my course, with my clients, stuff like that right now. So it's also good to say like, those are awesome things and they're hard to say no to. They're so hard to say no to, but it's, I just say it's just not the season for right. that for me right now in my life and my business. And, but there could be that one day. Right. And, and to realize that it's not, we don't want to say no. Cause I think we're just like, I just want business. I just want business and these things. And we have to realize that, you know, there's seasons for everything. I think particularly as a mom in business and being able to let that go and realize that it doesn't mean no forever. It really doesn't mean no forever. And we can kind of, evolve as our lives evolve and, you know, our time and things like that get different as kids get older and stuff. But yeah, so that would probably be a biggest thing for me, you know, to, to, if other moms are kind of stuck in that place, you know, it's really hard to say no to those great opportunities sometimes, but you know, it's when I think of the logistics of that and what that would look like of me trying to organize that between childcare and everything, like the stress goes through the roof for me to just be gone to do this thing. And I go, wait a minute, you know, this is, <laughs> this is counterintuitive to what I'm actually trying to do here. I love that. I love that. I think that that's a great idea to have that list of things because it's so easy to say, oh my gosh, this person who maybe you admire, who maybe is like an influencer or something wants me to do their thing. And it sounds like such a great opportunity, but if it doesn't align, then it can absolutely take you off track. And I think that having that list is a great idea. Um, I should probably implement one of those <laughs> myself. Um, you know, the shiny object is just is just really hard to to not get distracted by it. And um, one of the things, like you, I have a an ongoing list that I have of ideas that you know just come to me. And I used to have a notebook, mm-hmm. but 
then I ended up having like multiple notebooks and no. <laughs> go through the notebooks. And so I use um, ClickUp now and I have all my stuff in there. And then whenever I feel like I don't have like a planning day or whatever, but let's say that I have an idea. Oh, okay. I want to make a new freebie. It's time for me to do this. I will go and look at my list and say, and I'll go through them and I'll be like, nah, I don't like that. And I I do the same thing with like, let's say I see somebody's ad, like a Facebook ad that I like, I'll go ahead and, um, you know, take a screenshot of that and put it in there just for um, inspiration. And same thing with, you know, emails and, and all of these other things, because I think it just helps you to see what's possible if you just keep that and after we get off here, I'm going to show you my, my little thing. It's, oh, nice. it's so, it's so helpful, especially I, I definitely believe like you should create your workflows and your automations and all these things before you bring on your team. Um, and so this little template that I have is so great anyways. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so now that you are at home working with the baby, like how, how, does your, like, what's your typical day looking like? Like, are you able to do stuff for yourself? Like, how is that working? It definitely was hard. Um, and it, it, it was a big culture shock. You know, I, I joke with my husband, you know, I'm like, I haven't peed alone in like four months. <laughs> you know, well, while my job was stressful at the clinic, it's like, I could go to the bathroom alone or I could, you know, actually drink Walk a cup outside. of coffee, you yeah. know what I mean? Kind of a thing, right. And you're back into that that total chaos of kids, kids, you know, young kids like that. It's really hard to have that schedule. So what I have um, found works for me the best, and, and it's a work in progress always, right? It's, I'm still kind of trying to fine tune this, um, but is to kind of batch days for particular things, right? So um, I have uh, somebody who comes on Tuesday now um, and is with usually it's one daughter (laughs) because the other one's in school Um, and she can play with her. She, I know she's not, you know, I'm not going to just like turn on the iPad and let her have all the screen time just so I can get something done. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have somebody come and even though I'm not leaving the house, I can lock myself away. You know, I know that those things are, are getting taken care of and that gives me a good, you know, four to five hour chunk on a Tuesday. Right. Like that just works out for me. Um, and my babysitter, like that's good. And then my husband and I have worked out where, you know, certain days of the week, um, you know, I count on him working late on those days. So I'm just not planning to do much with my business. And then on the days that, um, it's like twice a week that I know he can get off a little bit earlier and then he can come home and kind of take the brunt of the kid's situation. And so then again, I can have that more concentrated time to do that. Um, and, and, you know, there's the ideal of like, I'd like it to be okay. It's Tuesday and Thursday that I get, you know, my time. And, and, and those are the case, you know, of course, you know, life throws things in and and that's got to be modified and stuff like that. But I think if you try to stick to somewhat of that schedule, because for me, and I don't know if it's just because I am like, I'm a Virgo, I'm severely Virgo, like ridiculously. If you read like what a Virgo is, it's like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's kind of ridiculous. Um, But I, I need, I guess the way to say it is, if I am just kind of at a free for all and I'm just going to be like, Oh, when they go down for a nap, then I'll get on the computer and do that. That's what I used to do. And then I realized that I was never fully present for any of it because I keep waiting for that moment to have for me to work on my business or me to get something done that I could take care of myself or for me to work out or whatever that is. Right. And I'm just like, okay, I'm waiting for that moment. And so 
every time like they start to play with something, I'm like, is this my moment? Is this my, and then you start to do it. And of course it gets interrupted and then you get frustrated. And it was just this like play. And then I realized I'm not really actually playing with them. I'm not actually being present with them and, you know, doing the crafts and the baking and the, whatever it is that I want to do with them, taking out, you know, to have experiences and stuff, because I'm just waiting for that moment for myself. And that was making me miserable. It was making me miserable with at home, you know, to be there, I wasn't enjoying it. And then it was making me feel frustrated that I wasn't getting the things done that I wanted to get done. Um, and so moving more towards this like thing where I can count on, I know Tuesdays are, you know, I get the majority of my day and then I get those two moments at the end of, um, those two days at the end of the week, um, as like a solid, like I have that right. And I can plan on that, um, has made me so much more present on the days that I'm not having that time because I'm not expecting to have that be done at that time. Um, and then weekends are easier. Cause again, I can block out a time and say, Hey, you know, you know, my husband might take the kids to his parents or something like that. Right. Like, and I can, again, have that block of time again so that I can get things done. So for me, it's all planning and, and knowing that I can count on that. And like I said, you have to be flexible. I get it. But for the most part, kind of sticking to that has made all the difference in my house, ha- like my happiness. Um, and just, feeling like I'm being a good mom when I'm mom, you know, and, but then I'm also very present for, you know, what I want to do for my business and my clients and stuff like that. So that's been kind of the flow that we've figured out. And I'm sure that's going to look different for everybody else, but don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, is the thing. And to get that help, you know, if it's however many days a week, but you know, you, you need to have to, to devote to it. And I'm not devoting as much time as I'd like to right now, but again, what's the season for me right now? And what was my goal in leaving my clinic practice was to actually be present more with my kids and be there there. So I'm not attempting to be super full-time quite yet. Um, even though I have all this aspiration and, and drive to do it and I'm so used to doing that. Right. And so to step back and be like, you know, I'm going to do this 24, 30 ish hours a week and that's it right now. And that's my hard stop until, you know, whatever, my youngest maybe starts her preschool and then, you know, I can open that up again. So it's just really kind of understanding where you're at in your season. So you can have those expectations, I guess would be my. I love that. I, I, I think that that's super important because I don't think that a lot of people realize that they um, go in real hard when they first start their business. Mm-hmm. And one thing, especially when you're a service provider is that you don't work on any, your own business, you work on other people's businesses. And so what I used to do, I, I do the daily things too, like mm-hmm. Every day has a different thing that I focus on. Um, But when I was doing my projects different, it would be like, okay, so for at least an hour today, first thing before I do anything else, I'm going to work on my stuff and then I can go off. And that helps me to like answer my emails, do all the little basic stuff. And then I don't feel guilty, right? I don't feel like, oh, they don't think I'm responsive. You know, at least I can at minute because I don't keep my email on my phone or anything like that. Like that's a boundary for me that I just refuse to to yeah. give up. Yeah. But when I first started and I was married, um, 
my husband, he used to either on Saturday or on Sunday, he would keep the kids and then I would leave the house. And that was part of our schedule was similar to what you're saying. And I think that that works really well when you have younger kids, because the other parent can step in and, um, and he would do that one day of the week also. So that gave me like, okay, I know this time, this day, I'm going to be able to focus on, on, and that way I can tell my clients too, like, okay, on this day, I'm going to be able to actually get to the thing. Right. So I think that that makes it a lot easier because when I started, my boys were, um, I want to say four and six. So yeah, I know what it's like, but I was so busy trying to prove myself to everybody that I had my laptop on my lap. I missed out on all their stuff. They're sitting beside me, um, just wanting to be close to me. And, you know, it's like, I, but, you know, I did break off and do things with them. But like you said, I was so guilty of really just focusing in on my work and not spending time with them. So um, not, I mean, I was there but I wasn't present. No, I get it. Cause that's, that's how it was. And, and even in the clinic practice situation, that's how it was. Cause I'd come home from work and I'd still have to do all of that, you know, get the notes done, get the prescriptions and the callbacks and all that stuff. So it'd be like, I physically came home, but now I've got my computer yeah, out. Okay. And, right. You know, and you know, it, it kind of hit me, you know, one of the things that really motivated me, one of my whys, you know, was um, when my older daughter was, was younger. Um, she was, I don't know. She's probably was like, one and a half or something like that. And I walked into the kitchen and my computer was sitting on the table and she was sitting there like, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, I work like mommy. Like, you know, like that was her thing of like, that's what mommy does. You know, that's all mommy does. That's all I see is mommy and computer. Emily, I have a one upper on that one because my son started drawing pictures of me with my laptop in my lap and told everybody like when they would ask, like, what does your mom do work? What do you like doing with your mom? She just works. My mom works all the time, you know? So that was really, you know, crushing because it was multiple pictures with my laptop (laughs) or my phone in my hand. And I'm like, but I was reading, you know, because I switched from like reading books to reading on my phone because when they were younger, they wouldn't let me hold a book in my hand. So, you know. I it, totally get it. Yeah. It my, 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 my two-year-old picked up my phone and started like, she was dicked because I dictate, you know, a lot of the clinic notes I would dictate and she'd be like, da, 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 period, next line. Da, da. <laughs> Just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. I know those moments, right. They just hit your mom heart, like so hard. And, and you realize, and, and it's not, I don't think it's bad that we show them that we're working, right. Like I, especially being a mom of girls, you know, I, I, I want to show them and, and I want to show them taking time for yourself too. Like, so I kind of have that hard line of like, first thing in the morning, they know, like, I'm going to work out. And, um, you know, sometimes my, my older daughter will be like, mom, can you just please like help me get dressed? And I'll be like, baby, you know how to get dressed, you know? And, and I might walk in her room. So she feels seen and heard like, okay, these are the clothes you're going to wear. But now I'm going, cause my, my workout stuff's in the garage. I'm like, now I'm going into the garage, um, whatever. And, and I want her to see me kind of draw those lines, even with them. Um, because I'm making sure she's okay. I'm making sure she's seeing, she feels seen and heard, but I'm also drawing kind of a hard line in taking care of myself. And I, I verbalize it that way. I say, you know, mommy needs to take care of her just like she takes care of you because I need to be strong and healthy to be your mommy or like, you know, whatever it is, you know, or, or even, you know, mentioning that I have, you know, certain goals or something like that. Right. And if it's work and not working out or whatever, you know, whatever that is. And I'm kind of drawing that line with them sometimes because 
I want them to be able to do that. I want them to, and kids do what they, what they see modeled. And I want them to see that you don't always, you know, you, you want to prioritize self-care, you know, you want to prioritize those things. Um, and it, it doesn't mean you don't love somebody. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, just because you're not jumping at every hat that you're, you know, whatever has to be done. So it, it's a fine balance. You know, it's really hard, but um, I really do want them to see me prioritize self-care as well. Yeah. I think that that's super important. Like my kids, um, I don't go to the gym until three. And Mm -hmm. so then my kids are like, well, you're never here when we get home. Okay. But you're in middle school. I think that you'll be fine. Once I get home though, then I'm able to spend time with them and cook dinner and all of these things. But more often than not, they just want to talk to me for a few minutes and then they want to retreat to their own space, you know? So, um, it's fine that, you know, but they know, okay, well, she went to the gym, she's, you know, here, she's there or whatever. And my kids are older, but my, my boys especially love working out, you know, and I think it's because of, you know, even since my little one was little going on hikes and working out in the house, trying to lose all my baby weight and all that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it is, you got to do what you got to do. So, um, who would you say are is since we talked so much about your um, ideal clients and stuff like that? Who are you most excited to work with at this point right now? Yeah, I would say people who um, have either themselves or they know they have a strong family history, and so they're assuming that they may have um, you know a predisposition to blood sugar issues with diabetes or prediabetes. Um, women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome is a sign of insulin resistance, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, um, obesity in general, having um, quite a bit of excess weight, things like that um, are all signs of, of insulin resistance. So I really, really work with science-backed um, methods to, to get that nutrition and the movement and the lifestyle stuff in line. Um, there's so much hormonally that we don't tap into Mm-hmm. Um, by just throwing medication at it. And, and I, I really am passionate about that. So um, I would say those would be my ideal clients. Um, anybody who's dealing with any of those things or strong family history of that, and they just really want to optimize their own metabolic health that way. Um, so yeah, that's the, 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 the crux of it. <laughs> so where can they find you if they want to connect with you and see if you're a good fit? Yeah. So my website is, um, foreverfitlifeco.com and, um, yeah, that, that's it. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not as active as I would like to be. That's one of my, my big business goals that I need to branch out into a little bit more. Um, but I, you can definitely find me there and message me there. And that's again, forever fit life co is where it is. And on, on Instagram and Facebook, you're under the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emily. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.